Hey church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Okay, today we're going to jump right in. Um, Open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 7, and um, and we'll get there in a second. But um, I have a title to today's message as we have called to simplify and strengthen this house by the presence of God and and going after his presence, being a people of presence. Um, I entitled this message, You Have All You Need. Okay, so hear me. If you were here at prayer meeting on Wednesday, how many of you were here for prayer meeting? You all are extra sanctified and saved in Jesus' name. Um, but I preach this message. This is, this is just, just truth. I preach this message on Wednesday. I think I've done this one other time in the time of six, seven years where I said, I'm preaching that same message to the body because the whole body needs to hear this message. I felt like the Lord is really on this and really needs us to lean into this. So if you were there Wednesday, receive a double portion. Lean in. Amen? But this is a very important for thing for us. It is not an overwhelming revelation of some new. This is just simple gospel. This is simple truth that if we can be a people like this and catch this and receive this, I'm telling you, y'all, our lives will be full of him. Okay, so backstory, Hebrews is an interesting book of the Bible. It is really, really a powerful book. And about a year ago, I was I was given a gift of um, a, a devotional study on the book of Hebrews by Andrew Murray. Andrew Murray's a great man of faith. It was given to me. And so Andrew Murray breaks down pieces, uh, about two or three scripture verses in that book, and then writes a whole devotional. So Hebrews has been ministering to me almost every day. I tell Titus to go grab my book on the bookshelf. He knows which one it is. It's the big white one. He comes, he brings it to me, and we read it. I, I, I just, the Lord's ministered to me through this. And as I was reading it, it was one of those moments where I went to open up the, 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 where I had my bookmark, and the Holy Spirit, I sensed, said to me, he just said this, open up. He said, open up. I said, well, the book is open. <laughs> he said, no, no, this is time for you to open up your heart in a way that you have never opened up your heart to the presence of God. Now, that sounds like mystical and weird. It's just how God works. So he said, open up your heart. And so he said, I want you to open up your heart to the kingdom truth that you have all you need in Jesus Christ. Like a reality of that, not just a statement, not just a phrase, but an actual gripping of that truth in my heart that everything I need is found because I am in Christ. Amen? And being in Christ, I have the ability to draw near to the Father more than any. Amen? Like, because of Christ, I have access to the Father. So Hebrews chapter 7, verses 18 through 19, and then I'm going to go to the book of Colossians, but I want to set us up. It says this, the former regulation is set aside because it was weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect. Now, now hear me. The law was a way to give people of the people of God, Israel, a distinctive marker of who they followed, Right? Like, like the Levitical law, all that stuff is not that it was bad and all that, but it just didn't allow people to become who God has always called us to be, to have access straight back to him. There was a priest set up that would administer the law. I just have a few moments to teach this. So Bible study, Moody students, don't get all, like this is just short synopsis. You with me? Okay. 
Like it was a priest that had the access to the throne room of God and there was ways to come to God. There wasn't just a simple door open to the Father. Is that a good synopsis? So he said, listen, the law that was set before would do nothing in comparison, I'm paraphrasing, to what he says here. But today we have a better hope introduced to us by which we get to draw near to God. That the law, it was there, but it couldn't allow for us to have what God always intended for us to have, that through the Son of Jesus, we now get to draw near, we get to come close, that word says, to the Father. And so that is a powerful reality for us. It's a true reality for his people, that we get an all-access pass to God. Now that's a really good place to say amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? That the God who designed this whole thing, that designed you, that put you together in your mother's womb, he has now given you access straight to him. Like what an incredible father we serve. That we get to get to the Father. We get to be with the Father. This is not emotions. This is not feelings. This is not vibes. This is not the tingles. This is a reality. That because of Jesus Christ, the better hope of Jesus Christ, what Jesus did. That's why, church, I often say, if you come here, I say, may it never get old what Jesus did on that cross. May we never get stale that Jesus raised to life and is seated with the Father. May that never stop ringing in our hearts. That is the reality of who we are and where we stand with him because of Jesus Christ. That we have a son, that we have a, a king, forgive me, Savior Jesus that did that for us. Like church, if I just stood up here and said, Jesus died for your sins and he was raised to life three days later so that any man that will call upon the name of the Lord would be saved and have all access to the Father. If I just preached that, would that be enough? Because that's what he did for us, to bring us right back into the Father. But this sometimes gets really difficult to remember because I think we have an identity issue. And this is what the identity of a believer that Paul says, I, I, I did a study quickly, he, he says this almost 70 times in the New Testament and over 130 times he mentions something very similar to this phrase. We have an identity issue as the body of believers that, that if we don't catch this, all of this doesn't make sense. You ready? This is what Paul says 70 times. He says, you are in Christ. 70 times. Do you think Paul's trying to say something to us? Are you awake this morning? Do you think Paul's trying to get over 130 times a very similar statement is made that you are with him, you are found to be in him, you are in Christ. Like there is an identity that we have to grab today, the Holy Spirit wants to instill in us, that because of Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, he is seated with the Father, he's given access to the Father, that, be, that, that, is, that is my identity, I'm in Christ. I'm no longer in JP, I am no longer in darkness, I am no longer in depression, I am no longer in sin, I am no longer bound. I'm no longer separated. Are you, oh, this is good news, church. Like, I am no longer any of those things. My identity is I am in Christ as a son. Like, wake up. This is good news. This is the best news ever. This is a better self-help message than you'll ever receive from any guru. Like, this is the goodness of God. That we as children, sons and daughters are identified to be in Christ. So when I wake up in the morning, now I go, I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I am found to be in him. I have everything I need because I'm in him. That's why the message is entitled, you have everything you need. 
You don't need another experience. You don't need another emotional time. You don't need another moment where the present, you are in Christ, church. That is the identity because you have said yes in faith to him. You're in Christ. The old is gone. The, the new has come. And so being a people that are in Christ, and guys, this is not some aha thing. This, is, this has been messing me up. Because I'm in Christ, I have an all-access pass to the Father. I have everything I need in Christ. And so Paul writes then, and we're going to go to Colossians. Paul writes, go to Colossians chapter 1. So as I'm studying this and understanding what Paul's trying to say to us, having everything we need in Christ, then Paul's writings show how he is saying to the body of believers across different churches, specifically in Colossians, he is saying to them, hey, listen, my prayer for you is this, because what you already have, being in Christ, you have everything you need. It's just now time for the Holy Spirit to unlock it in you. And so he writes to a church, and he's saying to them in verse, verses 7 through 13 of Colossians chapter 1. Paul's writing from prison and he's saying these words to them. You learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved coworker. Mind you, who's he writing to? The body, believers. He's reminding them, he's telling them. He is Christ's faithful servant and he is helping us on our behalf. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So, Paul writes, we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you, another translation says we've asked God to fill you Hello? You have everything you need. You're full. That, that, that actually translates to filled, full, everything. Right? So we've asked God to give you complete knowledge of his will. Isn't that wild? You can know the will of God for your life. And to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always. Everyone say always. Come on. Every time, every day, every moment will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Do you catch that wording? Like, we get an access because of being in Christ to get to know God better and better every day. You have never arrived. If you think you know all of God, let me, newsflash, you get to know God better and better every day. There is so much more to learn about the Father. It is it will, it will never obtain the knowledge of who he is on this side of eternity, but there is, an, there is a pass for us, there is an ask for us, there's an invitation for us to know God better and better because he has invited us into his presence. We also pray, Paul writes, that you will be strengthened. Come on, how many of you need that today? With all his glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. Come on, I need that every day. May you be filled with joy the life of a believer when in the presence of God. It's in you already. It's joy. <laughs> Always thanking the Father. He has enabled you, catch this, to share in the inheritance that belonged to his people. Do you get that? We have everything we need. Did you, did you, I, I didn't write this. It says you get the inheritance of the Father because you are his people. You get an access straight to the Father. You get everything he has in his throne room. Who live in the light, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, 
who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. I could just shut it down, worship, this is good news that we, as those that have been found by Jesus, have said yes to Jesus, we are in Christ, that we get the access to the Father. Because when Jesus came, it says that in Jesus, we have the fullness of everything we need in Colossians 2. That when Jesus came, he came so not only he would save us from our sins, which thank the Lord, we were dead in our transgressions, but he did so much more than that when Jesus came. He came so that he would not take us from something, but that he, he would take us from something, yes, but he would put us into something else. This is a revelation change that we need to catch as the body of believers. That it's not just, oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Thank you for taking, I can't tell you how many times I've said, Lord, thank you for saving me from my sins and stop there. It's not bad. Hear me, don't feel condemned. But I, I can't tell you how many times I've said like, now, Lord, thank you for saving me and thank you much more for bringing me into the throne room of grace. Thank you for bringing me into the family of, an, a, rich, of a rich inheritance. Thank you for bringing me to the Father. Do you understand the garden? The garden was a place where they dwelled with God. We jacked it up. Human beings screwed it up. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Eve. Love you guys. But God's plan has not changed. His plan will never change. But his plan was to send Jesus to come to open up the door once again so that anyone would call up and would not just be saved from our sins, but would be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and now say, I get all access to the presence of God. I get all access to the throne room of grace. I get everything I need in him. This is not rocket science. Is it difficult to catch and understand? Yes. But a God that so loved the world gave his son for us so that we could get right into the presence of God. Because of our position in Christ, we are full in Christ. We have all we need. We just need to allow for it to open up in faith. Like, like this, this breaks off the idea that you are lacking anything. This is why in believers, this is not to condemn, this is why in believers, a scarcity mindset, a lack mindset, is not kingdom. Can I preach that for just a moment? Got real quiet in this church. In Christ, I now have an access door through him, straight to the Father, in his presence. I have everything I need. Everything I need. I don't lack a thing. Would my mind tell me I lack? Would my situation, circumstance tell me I lack? Oh yeah. Would people tell me that I lack? Oh yeah. But when I know who I am in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, I have a revelation that I lack nothing. That he actually is going to care for every one of our needs. That he actually is gonna provide every time I need provision. That he's actually gonna give me wisdom and discernment far beyond my ears. That he's actually gonna care for my children when I'm not around that he's actually gonna care for you all, that he's actually gonna bless your homes and bless your lives because if you find yourself in Christ, you have everything you need in the Father's presence. That's why we as a body, as a church, are going to continue to teach being a people that live in the presence of God. The presence of God satisfies everything we need. Everything we need. Jesus came to pull us out 
but to give us a doorway into something. Do you catch this? Do you catch this today? Like, I was on my knees. Worship team, thank you. The, the lights were shaking. This place was going nuts. <laughs> Poor Mateus, he's running back there. Like, I gotta fix this. Bro, don't just leave it. It's good. God's here. And you know how I know he's here? Because I know I'm in Jesus. Jesus, I've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. Where is there light? In his presence. Where do you get everything you need? His presence. There's everything you need in his presence. We get to draw near to God like Hebrews says. This gives us the main objective of what Christ came to do. You with me? I'm learning this more and more every day. I, I thought he came just to, so I didn't go to hell. And I'm thankful, anybody thankful for that? No? Anybody thankful for that? He actually came to do so much more. Came to give us access to the Father. There's no more mediator. There's no more high priest going in with a bell on his leg, hoping if y'all you know your Bibles, the, high pri the priest had to go in, right? The holies of holies. If that bell stopped ringing, that brother was dead. And they just dragged him out. Next. Like, I would not want to be that. No, no. No more. Because of my adoption. Why? This is why you have to know you're a son and a daughter. You have to know this. You have to, you have to receive this as a gift. This is, this is the beauty of it. Because I'm a son, I get to run up to my father whenever I... Titus, because he's my son, does not have to go through one of his crazy uncles to get to me. Titus doesn't have to go ask his mom to come talk to me. He, you with me? Like, like Titus is my son, and Titus knows he's my son. Trust me, he knows he can ask me for anything. This brother will ask me for anything. Like, to the point where I'm like, son, I pray to God your prayer life, your intercessory life is as strong as your ability to ask me for things. He knows he can come and he can ask me anything. Why? He's my son. He's my son. As a son and a daughter, we get to go directly to the Father and get everything we need. You have everything you need already. Just allow the Holy Spirit to unlock it. Stop living like, I don't have anything, but this whole, everyone tells me I'm a saved, Jesus, ah. You have everything you need in Christ. Maybe it's a calling to detach yourself from some other things you're finding yourself in. Should, should I go there? <laughs> Maybe it's going, in Christ, I get to be unlocked. In Christ, I get the fullness of heaven. In Christ, I get a straight, I'm just gonna pound this thing until, in Christ, we get direct access to the Father. Come on, how many of you wanna say amen to that? And so, okay, I read Colossians, and, I, and I, I just really feel like Paul's trying to impart something into that church there. Christopher, can you come on up, please, in a moment? I feel like he's trying to impart. You know, we believe in this church impartation, okay? It's not to say that I have um, a leg up on any of you, okay? So when we say, hey, we're gonna impart something, we're gonna pray for something, it's not to say, hey, I have more access than you do. Please never let that get twisted, hear me? Please never let, like, I pray your Mondays through Saturdays are just as powerful as your Sundays. Like, that's my prayer for you. 
Like, like that's my hope for you. That's my belief for you. But Paul says, hey, I wanna pray for you. And as his prayer, I really believe, he's saying, I wanna, I wanna believe and pray for an impartation. I wanna believe and pray that what you already have begins to be unlocked because you're in Christ, church. Right before these, these verses in chapter seven through 13, he actually says, you are in Christ. Right after, he says, you've been reconciled back to Christ. He's trying to tell them, here's some things that are already available in you, there for you. Let the spirit of God unlock these things in you. How does that happen? Presence, time. Walking with God. And so just a couple, can I give you three things that he wants to unlock? Can I give us three things? That I believe Paul, in reading Hebrews and just getting the word, like the word is so good. May we be a people of the word. Come on church, feed yourselves. Please, please, read your Bibles. It's not some history book. It's not some book on the shelf that's there because you're hoping that when people walk in, they're like, oh, they're spiritual. Like, please, stop it. Read it. Chew on it. Maybe don't start in Leviticus. Like, <laughs> if you don't understand, it's a good book. I love that. But like, chew on the word of God. Can I charge you with that today? That's not even my message, but we need to hear that. There's a famine, I've heard it said, I've said it before, there's a famine in this land, it's the famine of not knowing the word of God. And don't get the word in you just so you can be some Bible-thumping nutcase. Get the word in you so it can dissect you. Let the word cut you. Let the word sharpen you. Let the word rebuke you. I don't like that Jesus. Well, that's who he is. He's a good father. And actually, you know how you know you're with the father is when he starts correcting you. Hear me. This is not in my message, but we need to hear, because we run from the presence of God the moment correction starts coming. That's actually, in my opinion, that's the highest form of love, is that if I'm a son, he messes me up. Why? He's refining me and purifying me to become more like him, because I'm in Christ, but I got some work to do with him. Don't run from his correcting voice in his presence. Can I encourage you with that? Okay, that's not what Paul was praying to impart, but I just needed to say that. First thing is this, that Paul was writing and saying, and saying to them, because you have an all access pass, you have everything you need, understand this, you have everything you need, you actually have been given the gracing of unlocking spiritual intelligence. He says something so, like we read it, I've read Colossians so many times, but man, reading it in this lens now, he says this in verse nine, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. And we ask God to give you complete, everyone say complete. Everyone say it like you believe it, complete knowledge of his will. Well, I don't know God's will for my life. That, that statement, let it leave your vocabulary, let it leave your mind. No, 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 I just am maybe not getting into the presence with God. He says he will give you is this okay? Complete understanding of his will and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. I don't know how to understand God. Is there complexity to it? Is there a mystery to it? Oh yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I read. I'm still like, man, Lord, but you know what I do? I'm in your presence. I'm right here in the throne. You are the father. Teach me, show me. Show me where there's other people that have studied this and learned this. I wanna grow in this, but I can't, I, I, listen. When you know you're in Christ, you have the ability to understand the will for your, his will for your life. 
You actually don't. This is what's, this is when scripture says, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 13 or 14, where he says, he is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. When you know you're in Christ, you actually walk in peace. Because you get the spiritual wisdom and insight and understanding from him. So actually receiving his game plan for the day is a lot better than receiving your game plan. Receiving his game plan for the day is a lot better than anything you could conjure up. It's actually full of peace, joy, righteousness. It's full of him. So when I say, God, I'm in your presence because I'm in Christ. I don't deserve this, but you allow me. I'm your son. Thank you. Show me what's up today. Show me what you have for me today. Show me how you would allow for me today to invest and pour into the brother or sister or neighbor or friend or coworker today. Give me your wisdom and understanding for every situation I'm about to walk into. You all in this room carry different situations and circumstances. I know a few of where you, where you work and what you do, you carry a lot, but how much more fun, that's the best word I wanna say, how much more, is that the right verbiage? How much more fun, funner? How much, how much more fun would it be to walk in your workspace with the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of God's will for your life, with spiritual intelligence? This is where words of knowledge can happen. This is where prophecy can happen. Man, I, this is where you might be walking through your neighborhood and the Lord highlights a house to you. Ever happened to you before? My hand's up. I go on these walks, I tell, I've been telling you guys this. I, it's funny, I say that now and everyone's like, I'm on the phone with some people and they're like, are you on your walk? I'm like, I am, got me. But now I'm on the walk and I'm just like, Lord, fill me with your wisdom. I'm, I'm here in your presence, like this is it. I don't need a book, I, I mean your word I need. I don't need somebody, like this is it, I'm here. And he'll be like, see that house right there? Pray for those children. What? Yeah, they're being abused. So guess what I get to become? A prayer warrior, an intercessor, because I've been filled with his wisdom and knowledge and insight. I'm not consumed about what I don't have, because guess what? I have everything. That's why I don't go to God and be like, I need all of this. I'm, I'm telling you, he's maturing us. Hear me, there's moments, crises, things, all that stuff, fine. But I have everything I need in Christ. So now he's filling me with wisdom. Are you, are you is this okay? I know we're going a little long, just a few moments. He's giving me everything I need in him so I can walk through life going, fill me, show me, help me. Give me visions and insights to, to, to what you want to do today. Give me visions and insights for how you want to minister. To, I've had moments where I've literally encountered people and the Lord has given me the craziest visions. And I'm like, that's not you, God. That's something I ate. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I walk up to them and I speak it to them and they just break. Because God, just like he did for me, he wants to do for another. He wants to draw all men to his heart. Is it a choice? Yes. But his heart is to pull and to call are you okay? He doesn't want you to be confused. He's not a confusing God. Is he a teacher? Yeah. And do good teachers stay quiet at tests sometimes? Yes. Hear me. But he's not confusing, right? I remember saying to Rachel, forgive me for this, babe. I remember saying to her a couple years ago, probably during pandemic, all the crazy, I was like, we're done. Packing up shop, God's told me. She's like, well, let me see all the things that God has said. I'm like, no, he's never said any of those. He's not, I'm like, he's, he's no, he's not, he's not schizophrenic. He doesn't say one thing and do another. Hello? He doesn't promise you one thing and then give you something else. 
gives you the knowledge of his will and understanding because when you're in Christ and you get to his presence, you get everything you need. The question is, is do you want to get with God? Do you want to be with God? Gives you spiritual intelligence. He's, he's that good. You know, I know we're going along, but I just, I'm... God desires to give dignity. And his dignity for people is to be close to him. And being close to him, you actually get to hear God. Can I declare something over you? Oasis family, God speaks and he gives the ability to every one of his kids to speak. Are you willing to open up your ears to it? You don't need a prophetic word from a pastor. Or time. Those are all good and we believe that. That's important. Those are courage and lift up. But God speaks. You with me? He speaks through his word. He speaks through interactions. He speaks and walks with him. He speaks when you get so low and you say, I'm done. Okay, Jay, here we go. I can speak to you. You okay? The other thing that Paul unlocks because we get into the presence of God, we, we get to have the ability of having a heart full of obedience. Now this is really important. You, hear me, this might be controversial, but, but I believe it. Following an obedience to get God's approval is religion. You have the approval of God when you're in Christ. So having the approval of God in Christ, this is gonna break some stuff off of people because some of you are trying so hard to get God's approval by, by trying to do the right things. You cannot, that's yourself trying to get self-righteous. In Christ, I have everything I need. And so when I have everything I need in him, I desire to bring glory to his name. I desire, because I'm in his presence, to honor his name. I desire, in his, because of being in his presence, being in Christ, to bring glory to him, to honor him, and to be obedient because as a son, I wanna be obedient to the Father. I wanna do everything that my Father tells me to do. I don't want to do everything I want to do. Does it happen at times? Is his mercy great? Yes. But do you hear me that in Christ, some of you are like, I've been trying to do all the right steps, the 10 steps to get close to Jesus. Can I tell you something? You are in Jesus. You are already close to him. Is he trying to maybe break some stuff off of you? Yeah. But a, a heart full of obedience comes when you know where you are and who you are. This is good, this is freedom. That's why we can declare that Jesus has set us free in what? In what, free indeed? Come on, declare that, like Jesus has set me free and free indeed because when I'm in Jesus, I'm with the Father, so when I get with the Father, I get everything I need. I get all the equipping, all the help, all the nourishment, and I can walk this thing out in obedience to him, not trying to gain his approval. Are there times in my life where I obey because I know it's the right thing to do even though I want to? Sure, but it's often, if not more, 99% of the time, I obey because he's a good father. I almost said something. He stinking saved my life. I was dead in sin. Straight up dead. And he met me. Why do we, why does this get old? And so now because of what he's given me access to that I, I get to commune with him. And I want to do whatever you want me to do. 
I want to be filled with all endurance. Right? It says this in verse 10, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. See, we hear that and we're like, okay, we got to do more. Got to do more. Got to do more. What else do I got to do? Give me the Bible plan. Give me the reading plans. Give me. It's not bad. But that's not where we start. We have to start with being in Christ. This is a revelation change for some of you. You cannot get his approval by being obedient. Obedience flows from a posture of being with him. It's a good word, pastor. I know. Last thing. Okay, we're almost done. Kids zone, I'm so sorry. You doing all right? You doing okay? Last thing. The gracing of living out kingdom character. So you get all the spiritual intelligence when you're with him, when you know you're in Christ. You get the ability to have a heart full of obedience. You get to life, you get to live a life that always honors and pleases God. Come on, isn't that our highest goal? Isn't that the highest goal? To honor and please God, to bear his name well. That's what he that's when I stand before him, that's what he's going to. Jay, did you did you? But the last thing then is he equips us then to do this thing by giving us kingdom character. You know what kingdom character is like? There's a lot of things I could say, but it's this being strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. I just need more patience. Get with God. I need more endurance. Get with God. I don't have the character. Get with God. I can't treat people well. Get with God. (laughs) I don't love my neighbor. See how this works? It's not crazy. May you be filled with joy. What if it was said about the body of believers of Oasis Church Chicago that we we were people full of joy? Joy. This is hard for me. And I've said that before. And then the Lord smacked me in the head this week with this. He said, this isn't hard. You just are not allowing me for for me to work on you with this and unlock it in you. So I have no excuse now to wake up in the morning like, I still do it. I'm babe, I'm working. He's sanctifying, please. But I have the ability to be full of joy in the midst of trials, in the midst of pain, in the midst of uncertainty, joy. Is this good? This is the character of God wanting to build us in us because in his presence, there's the fullness of what? See how scripture's speaking here? In the, in the presence of God, there's the what? Fullness of what? Joy. Everyone say, like, the fullness of what? Joy. There's the fullness of joy in the presence of God. You can't help but get yourself happy when you get into the presence of God. I'm convinced that every time I get into the presence of God, I leave happy. I leave full of joy because in his presence there's a fullness of joy. It's not emotions, it's not anything else, it's just the facts of what I have because I'm in Christ, I get the fullness of joy. This is good character. And he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people and who live in his light. If you are finding yourself in darkness, get with God. If you are finding yourself stumbling over the same stuff over and over again, run to the presence of God and speak out saying, I am a daughter of the king. I am royal. I am clean. I am purified. I am sanctified. I am whole because I am in Jesus. Nothing else is going to tell me otherwise. So sin, temptation, darkness, flee. I'm a child that lives in the light. And where his light is, darkness cannot be. Come on, this, is, this awakens up people to go, where there is light, 
Darkness cannot stand. So if you've invited darkness into your life, you've avoided presence, but there's mercy today because you're in Christ. You're in Christ. You are in Christ. You have everything you need. Holy Spirit, unlock it right now. Holy Spirit, open our eyes to it right now. Holy Spirit, help us to stop falling prey. Help us to stop doing the things we've been doing. Holy Spirit, remind us that we are in Christ. We have everything we need because now we get to the Father. Thank <laughs> you.